Welcome to episode seven. If you've just joined, I'm Maria at Maria the Arcane on Instagram and Robin at a Tired Witch on Instagram. And thank you for being here and welcome to our podcast. Yay! Welcome, everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with us here every week we talk about the upcoming lunar phase and what that kind of means for us so the full moon coming up is the full moon in sagittarius which will be on june 5th which is a friday there's a couple of things that we're seeing with this full moon the first part of it is kind of a bit of a problem um not really a problem per se but a problem given the changes that are going on with the world and kind of this shift back to, I don't know, reality again. You know, businesses are opening up and people are going back to work. And the full moon in Sagittarius is very adventurous and energetic and free-spirited. And you might be wanting to be like, yeah, everything's opened up. Let's run out. <laughs> and the problem with that is, is if we all do that, what was the point of quarantine in the first place? <laughs> So yeah. definitely get out there and definitely be adventurous, um, but do so in a safe way, please, guys. Uh, maybe go camping somewhere super remote. <laughs> yeah, especially if you're in the South where we reopened way too early. I mean, a yeah, lot of us are still yikes. staying in, still staying in because no one's wearing masks. No one's doing anything. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, definitely own that adventurous side, but please be safe, guys. Like... You know, we're all responsible for our own actions and those around us we can't be so responsible for. So (laughs) (laughs) practice adventuring in a safe way. Wear a condom, guys. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Take a trip to the living room. Take a trip to the bedroom. (laughs) Sexy. No, this is not our horniest episode ever. We're not doing this again. (laughs) Um... (laughs) Uh, The other side of the Sagittarius full moon is that Sagittarius is ruled by Jupiter, so you might find yourself more emotional than usual at this time, particularly if you are somebody who has a menses or, you know, menstrual cycle, and a lot of people who have menses, they have it around the full moon. So if you're already, you know, somebody who's linked to the full moon because of your menstrual cycle, and then on top of that, <laughs> we have this full moon that's more <laughs> emotional. Um, yikes. I feel so sad for you. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be a lot, be so guys. much fun. But the upside of that is because we are feeling more emotional, it can also be a great time for divination and tapping into our intuition. So you might Mm -hmm. find yourself seeing the truth in everything, and that's a positive. So although it's a bit of a roller coaster moon, like (laughs) I'm sure you guys are going to be just fine as long as you are aware of the shortcomings. (laughs) Yes, I'm so excited. I love the Sagittarius moon, even though it makes me want to go travel and do things and how it's not 
possible at all right now, but... It's not not possible at all, but it definitely is going to take some creative brainstorming. Um, (laughs) I'm going to watch movies on Europe. That's what I'm going to (laughs) do. Get one of those VR glasses and then sit on the couch and be like, soaring over California and Disneyland. You're just like, wow. My favorite ride. I'm in Napa Valley. (laughs) Have some aromatherapy going. (laughs) <laughs> when they spurt the the uh, oranges yeah. at you and you're just like it really yeah. smells like oranges <laughs> i Love secretly it. live for that ride and i make my Same. husband go with us every single time like yeah squirt me in the face of that pine smell let's do it <laughs> it smells so good every time you walk off that ride you're like wow i feel amazing let's do it again <laughs> Every podcast, we pick a random card to talk about. Hearing others' opinions on cards helps us extend our views and maybe even help you find something that resonates with you. So this week, we're going to talk about The Fool. And I know, I know you probably have thought you've heard it all because (laughs) (laughs) everything starts with The Fool. If you start like a tarot podcast, you're going to hear about The Fool first. You start a book, you're going to hear about The Fool first. And even if you haven't finished the book, you've at least know all about The Fool. But (laughs) hopefully I may include some things you may not have thought about before. And also we will be talking about the world, the next podcast, and I'll explain how those are tied together. So yeah, definitely listen to the next podcast too. Let's cover. (laughs) I try. (laughs) I try. But okay. (laughs) So the universal meaning of this card is about fresh starts, new beginnings, and that if you approach this adventure with a sense of optimism and a sense of lightheartedness, lightheartedness, anything is possible. Now, my views are somewhat the same. And to me, it shows that we have started a new journey by making some big changes in our lives. These changes were most likely endings, and we have left things that are no longer serving us. These things are monumental things like leaving a relationship, finishing college, or even like wanting to get your life on track, or the car's just telling that telling you that you need to. But so <laughs> our fool, he's holding like a knapsack, and in this knapsack, I always like to think that he's carrying knowledge from his past experiences with him and bringing it with him into the future. This is so he won't repeat the same mistakes he's already made and carry on this new path he's created in a safer manner. The fool is such a whimsical figure. I mean, very theatrical and. I really see that as a sign for us to approach the time ahead with excitement and hopefulness. Let your optimism show. And I see the dog, because there's a dog by his feet on this card, as like a playful figure, reminding us how important our inner child is and the act of playing. So try to keep, um, try new things and try to keep an open mind when heading forward into your new journey. We don't know what is going to happen to the fool next. So we just have to hope that, you know, he and ourselves have the knowledge that we have packed. I hope that the knowledge that we have packed and our optimism will see us through. So what's your opinion, Robin, dear? I love the fool. 
<laughs> um, I love the fool because he reminds me of children. Um, yes. When when you see maybe not when kids get a little bit older, like school age, but especially toddlers where they're not afraid of anything, they just do it. Like, you know, oh, I want to get that cookie off the shelf. Of course, I'll drag this chair over here and put a box on it and climb up this thing to get up on this unsafe ladder to get the cookie, right? Or climbing to the top of the tallest, I don't know, tower or whatever at uh, a playground. Kids don't have that ingrained sense of fear or failure. They just do it Mm -hmm. because they want to. And for lack of a better term, society and age and everything else hasn't worn them down to be afraid of things that, you know, maybe logic and reasoning would hold you back from. Mm -hmm. And the fool to me is that it's that fear. it's, It's being fearless and just saying, you know what, I can do this. And it doesn't matter, you know, what anybody else thinks. I've totally got this. And not only have you totally got this, but you do actually. Like, it's not just in your head. Because you mm-hmm. you are so, like, free and um, not inhibited by just everything around you that even if you don't have it right away, you'll keep going and you will get it. Does that make sense? Yeah, that totally makes it's, sense. It's just being totally like fearless and confident and knowing you have it yeah. no matter like what anybody else thinks and no matter what anything mm-hmm. else is going on around you. And I love it. I love the fool so much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like self-belief is such an important plays such an important role in our life. When we think like something's gonna fail and we just go, Oh, I'm gonna fail, I'm gonna fail, I'm gonna fail. I mean right you're kind of like manifesting it. So going into something like, I'm going to do it, you know, I might fail, but it's going to be okay. <laughs> but the I think fool that's good. to me is also more of a witch's card than the magician. Because oh, really? Yeah, because <clears throat> think about studying the occult or being Wiccan, which whatever spiritual path you align yourself with, right? Uh-huh. It involves a fringe lifestyle that people are like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, why do you do that? That's dumb, right? Yeah, well, it's yeah. dumb to you, but to me, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> and you know what I mean? And so, like, yeah. it's one of those situations that you're doing it anyway, even though people around you might think that that's stupid or dumb or whatever. Oh, but it's like, that's your that. opinion's not mine. Yeah, And so even though the magician is obviously like a witch card, I think the mm-hmm. fool is more so. And I think it's nice. Yeah, because wow. he doesn't care what other people think. He's he's himself. Exactly. Like, he doesn't care. <laughs> exactly. I love it. Love it. We oh, oh, we, we love it. We love it so much. This week, our main topic of discussion we're going to talk about is predators and the witch community. It is predators. so <laughs> predators. <laughs> it's so unfortunate that these groups of people infect the community, and like many people think, oh, they're not out there. Oh, but they are. Oh, I mean, they are. <laughs> 
There are like so many different types. I mean, a lot of them are can be alt right skinheads <gasps> and like incredibly, incredibly sexist and <laughs> yeah, proud boy pagans. <laughs> I feel like one of those uh, horror info things. Somebody's talking and there's just like a graphic on the screen. Predators in your area. That's so funny. (laughs) Well, we originally meant to talk about this earlier in the season before the virus due to it being upcoming witchy festival season. But with the virus, we decided to talk about other things since it really wasn't prevalent. But the thing is, though, these predators are even online and on social mm. media and they mm-hmm. try to hook people that way. If that yes. makes sense. Um, it's obviously, at least in my experience, been more often when you're actually like going to things. Um, mm-hmm. But that doesn't dismiss the fact that this exists online as well. So we just kind of want yeah. to talk about some red flags to look out for guys, because these sort of people prey on people that are new in their path so maybe don't know you know too much about the social norms and Uh young people and a lot of our listeners thank you spotify demographics are (laughs) people that are 18 to 22 so even if you have been practicing for a few years you're still in that target audience and so we want to talk to you guys about this (laughs) You know, for as for social media, I feel like there's a lot of people who see witches as a kink. And Mm. there are so many who are extremely aggressive about it and leave like lewd comments and DMs. Now, now there's nothing wrong with kinks, obviously, but there's a big difference here. You know, I am not a sex worker. I have so much respect for sex workers and obviously it's not my line of work and my page has nothing to do with it. And consent is so important. And obviously if the person speaking you're speaking to is married and happily committed, obviously it's not okay for someone to, you know, say something like that. It is okay Mm -hmm. to leave suggestions, comments or messages. It is the same thing as catcalling someone on the street. You know, it isn't okay. And it isn't a compliment. And Mm -hmm. a lot of people like, oh, this person is, you know, finds me attractive and stuff like that. And you end up talking to them and they turn out to be like a total creep. Kingster. Some of these predators like can come, uh, can sometimes also set up cult-like institutions where they put Mm -hmm. themselves in leadership positions under the guise of teaching magic or even like religious institutions they Mm -hmm. may be very pushy and there's like someone who's always considered in charge and unfortunately most of the time it's a man who surrounds himself with like femme figures and (laughs) that's not a coven it's a cult (laughs) (laughs) and if festivals do open up this year and it is safe to go please 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 go in a group and do mm-hmm. not wander anywhere alone. From a personal experience, I was leered at and spoken to in a very loud and suggestive manner by a group that were wearing like alt-right pagan gear, then followed me around. <sighs> if this happens to you, please go up to someone in charge and let them know. While these bad yes. people are around, you better believe there are loads of good people at that festival who will step up to help. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yeah. What do you have to say, the, Robin? The main thing is, is that consider it like searching for a coven, right? 
Mm-hmm. It, especially in Wicca, old coven formats used to have, and I can't speak for certain if it's still happening, but you'd have a high priest and a high priestess. And sometimes there would be sex magic involved, right? Where, yes, yes. Especially in the old days, it would be like how you had to sleep with the high priest or whatever. And although that maybe still happens in some covens, that is not, don't believe people if they tell you that that's how it is that's how you have to do it no you can go find a coven that does not make you have sex with anyone (laughs) at all (laughs) period like don't ever think that that is uh the normal no matter what they tell you you are hearing it here no (laughs) Uh, yes they also will do things where um some of them will ask you for money or kind of be very dismissive and, oh, let me take you under my wing, all that. The main thing is trust your intuition. And if it doesn't feel right, like, get out of there. It's a cult. Yeah. It's, it's a cult. <laughs> it's <laughs> Call your dad. <laughs> I think that's from My Favorite Murder. I'm quoting that from My Favorite Murder. Please don't come for me, guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> But there are so many red flags, and especially when you go to these events, mm-hmm. you will find people that are specifically there to find somebody to prey on to, quote, invite them to their coven when really they're inviting you to a cult. Um, yeah. And under the guise of teaching you, too. Like, yes. they'll be like, we'll teach oh, you. give us money. Have sex with us. Da, 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 da. Like, it's a cult. There are plenty of amazing events that come out of these things. Like, I know our friend Trisha goes to drum circles and stuff like that in her area mm. after festivals. All that exists and is valid and is amazing. Use good judgment. And if you want to go to something like that, bring a friend or two. So even if you're like on the fence and you're like, I've been invited and I don't really know, Mm. go ahead and go. But tell someone where you're going and if possible, bring a friend or two because you don't want to get in a situation where you feel like you have no option but to do what they say. It's really like we were talking about earlier with the adventuring in the Sagittarius uh, full moon. Just use mm-hmm. caution guys be safe can, be protected can i say an unpopular opinion <laughs> i mean be go for it. it we'll see i like if there is a coven at a festival actively looking for people i feel like one like it's a coven not like you know go a drum circle it's a it's a red flag because yeah, it's a red you flag. need people you can trust and no, yeah. if you if you're joining a coven, you don't know anybody, and you don't like you have no reason to trust them. That's like now if you you can make friends obviously yeah. there, and then they happen to say, "Oh, this is my coven. Would you want to come?" That's one thing. But if a coven is specifically going to a pagan festival to recruit people, big red flag, mm-hmm. huge. 100%. I don't think that's an unpopular opinion. I think that that is a hundred percent freaking weird man like no. <laughs> especially if they have flyers i've seen flyers yeah <laughs> like what the fuck because even if they're not like predatory like they're gonna like sexually assault you or something crazy like that 
if they have flyers, there's a money tier system involved in that. And they're going to be taking mm-hmm. from you some other way. Like <laughs> your coven should be something that you lean on and rely on and makes you feel safe and makes you feel like you have an inner circle that you can grow with. And there's people that are going to be below you knowledge wise and above you knowledge wise that you can either help or get help from and together you work as a unit to you know produce something magical and wonderful it should not be treated like one of those crazy baptist church churches that have like the fucking lights and the the big screen tvs and they're going jesus <laughs> you should never feel like you have to do like give these massive amounts of money that's mm-hmm. predatory 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 like absolutely people not. taking it, advantage of you it's 100%. no different than the people who the the youth groups that come to high schools with their donuts going hey kids want a free donut let's talk about jesus like it's predatory <laughs> it's it fucking is. weird 100 percent. just fault like follow your gut like mm-hmm. i under like a lot of people think joining these groups and learning through them is like a magic pill and all of a sudden you're going to know everything there is to know about magic that's not true you're still gonna have to do the work you're gonna have yes. to learn you're gonna it's it's gonna be a time thing just because you're joining a group it doesn't mean all of a sudden you're gonna 100 percent know all there is to know about magic right it just it doesn't and work that way there are obviously there's lots of places that are groups that require a fee right let's say that it's because they have an internet platform that needs to be covered or they've mm-hmm. got <clears throat> I don't know, let's say the coven meets up at a rec center and the rec center costs money. So everybody's got to pitch in a little bit. But there's a difference between Mm -hmm. paying somebody to cover like nominal fees versus you give me, you know, a hundred bucks a week or you give me 5% of your paycheck. Like these are cult behaviors. Just use caution, use good judgment. And there's a massive difference between you know, a monthly fee of 10, 15, 20, $25 (laughs) versus literally giving them (laughs) large portions of your paychecks. And you guys might be listening to this and going, that doesn't happen. Yes, the fuck it does. And the problem is not only does it happen, but you are so deep in it when you realize it's happening that you realize you're in a cult and there's nothing you can do. So let's just avoid it in general. (laughs) (laughs) Steer clear. (laughs) So, Robin, what is stirring your cauldron this week? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. (laughs) (laughs) I am obsessed with fairy circles and not just any fairy circles, but I went down an internet rabbit hole of these Namibia fairy circles, which are like the opposite of what we think of when we think of fairy circles. So a Mm -hmm. traditional fairy circle is a ring of mushrooms, right? And they, even though there's a bunch of folklore attached to them, obviously, thus the name fairy circle, there is an actual scientific understanding of how they happen. 
Basically, Mm -hmm. it's like they find a dead area, typically a place where like a tree was or similar. And there's like this tubular sort of connection between these specific mushrooms. And it's to evenly space them out. And that's how the fairy circle happens. It's just something that the mushrooms do kind of on their own, right? Mm -hmm. The Namibia fairy circles are these airy, arid grass formations. So there'll be desert grass, like, in this area, right? And it will be dead circles in the grass. So it'll be a perfect circle of just dirt. And there's and it f- forms naturally, and they have no idea how why it happens. <laughs> like That's crazy. unlike the fungus fairy circles, these Namibia ones, they don't know why it happens. And there's like a bunch of kind of guesses, scientific hypotheses, but none of them have been proven. And they think that it might be like. These, what are they called? Sand termites? But they don't know for Uh for certain, right? And the places that they're found, there'll be like a hundred of them in like one desert field or whatever. Like you should look this up. It's the craziest thing. And there's like all these conspiracy theories about aliens and (laughs) like the (laughs) fae and like local lore and stuff like that. And it is truly the most fascinating thing. I went in a whole like hour long internet search just like looking (laughs) at these trying to see like I kept being like yeah but someone's found out why they why it is like and I know this isn't particularly witchcraft related but fairy circles are so and the fae are such a huge part of witchcraft for a lot of people that I think it was so I thought it was so interesting that when you when you actually google fairy circle the first thing that comes up is not Mm -hmm. mushroom fairy circles it's the namibia like desert fairy circles and it blew my whole mind because i never even heard of these (laughs) yeah i I mean i had never heard of them until you brought them up it's crazy (laughs) like Like if you google it and they're gorgeous they're gorgeous they're so friggin beautiful and if you look them up, so if you look up fairy circle, the first thing comes up is the Namibia fairy circle. And then you have uh-huh. to define a fairy circle, the mushroom one. It's called fairy ring parentheses mm-hmm. circle, which is weird because I never heard of it as a fairy ring. So maybe that's just like really? a, a regional thing. Yeah, because I never heard of it I've called it a fairy ring. ring. Yeah, and I think, so... I, thought, I might be mistaken, but I think fairy rings are more European way of saying it. Probably. I might be mistaken. Do not like be like, you're wrong. I am saying I may be, so <laughs> don't at me, people. <laughs> All of a sudden you have like one person swimming. Well, actually... Um, <laughs> <laughs> it happens. But yeah, there's just like a shit pot of controversy around these fairy circles and it's so friggin fascinating because it's basically like the opposite of like life forming to make a circle it's Mm -hmm. like life dying to create a circle i love that honestly like i feel like 
magic wise for like dead spots like that i mean that means you could put the your all your energy into that circle so like if you're doing like spell work yeah. or something like that like i think it'd be good if in the places where they are there'll be like 300 of them like and they just spread so out cool. and there's been all this research and it's like some sources say that like termite casts so like uh-huh. i don't know what that is i'm assuming it's like something that they shed <laughs> i'll be honest guys i'm not a bug person <laughs> but they've been found in like something i think they said 75 percent or 80 percent of these rings mm-hmm. but then other places there'd be like a whole field of these fairy circles and there'd be no termite evidence found that's so strange and it's so weird so there, there's this huge like controversy between like what is creating it is it termites is it not termites is it you know one of the theories was that it was like a radar thing like they had done like a nuclear radar issues or whatever and it was creating some sort of reaction to the land that seems very weird for south africa though (laughs) well for sure but still interesting (laughs) So I guess that's not necessarily like, you know, traditionally witchcraft related, but I still thought it was interesting. You're not supposed to step in a fairy circle, right? You're supposed to leave it alone. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't work with the fae, so I... Yeah, I don't work with the fae. I do leave forest spirits, like, offerings and stuff like that, but... Sure. You know, our forests in South Carolina are so dense, so the chances of finding a fairy circle is, like... Slim to none. So I like have no reason to look it up. We go morel mushroom hunting here. Granted, we haven't done it in like a year and a half. But yeah, we, we go morel mushroom hunting. And the last time we went out, we were like all over the forest, like everywhere looking for these mushrooms. And I've never seen one like a fairy circle. Not one <laughs> time. So and our forests aren't that dense. So yeah i think it's just like an english thing or maybe it's not i don't know you guys let us know do you have fairy circles near you (laughs) do you live in namibia and have you seen one (laughs) we want to know please tell us (laughs) yeah so i just thought that was so crazy interesting because it was it's literally the exact opposite it's the like taking away go. life. I want to go see. Me too. Me too. I love too. deserts. I, deserts are so beautiful. I do like, not like deserts. Yeah. They're very hot and I'm very fragile. Um, but I like them <laughs> as like a visual concept. I don't, I do not deal with the heat well. <laughs> I don't deal with humidity. I can do dry heat, but you put me in humidity and I'm going to, I'm going to pass out. Well, sure, I can do here it. I am in South Carolina. <laughs> I can do it, but I, ugh, no thanks. No, I'm not a fan. I don't like the heat. I'm very fragile. I get hot and my hands and feet swell. It's like a whole thing. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> Poor baby. <laughs> anyway, fairy circles, guys. Wow. <laughs> but seriously, go look it up. Uh, I want you guys to tell us what you guys think that it is because i'm actually very interested this is why i wanted to bring up i'm very interested to hear what other people's theories are on this because i was in such a hole with it i'm just i'm dying to know what you guys think (laughs) yes same
So, Maria, what's not stirring your cauldron this week? So, what is not stirring my cauldron is this mentality that magic has to be harder than it actually is. A lot of witchlings and like new witches fall into this trope that each spell has to be this huge ritual. I'm talking like <laughs> casting the circle and having all these like barefoot Contessa herbs at your disposal <laughs> and making this like huge like hours and hours of huge undertaking basically but Mm -hmm. like that isn't the case at all while huge rituals can be undeniably gorgeous and powerful it doesn't have to be the go-to for every single spell and especially like it does not have to be done often or even like seriously not even at all unless you want to and mm-hmm. obviously, you know, there are some people who are more than happy to dis- um, subscribe to this way of thinking and carry on and have long-lasting practices. But I can tell you, 100% of these people are the exception. <laughs> like, <laughs> most of us cannot, like, continue on that path and have sustainable practices. Like, especially with how crazy yeah. life is, like, your ma- magic would be your number one thing for every single day of your entire life. And yeah. that's just unrealistic. It's and a good way to burn out it, too. Yeah. Most of these people think they have to do these things. They will get burned out so fast and feel so overwhelmed with their practice. They end up quitting early on. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> uh, it's, you know, I'm sure it's an accidental uh, happen chance that that happens. Wow, happen chance that, that happens. Come on, Robin. <laughs> but it's sure it's <laughs> accidental that people maybe give off this vibe or this idea, but it is really easy to get sucked into it and think, oh God, I have to do this and I have to do that. And I better get my, you know, pebbles out so I can make my stone circle. And I mean, I'm not gonna sit and pretend like I don't do that, but I don't definitely don't do it every time. It's maybe once a month. Maybe. Yeah. Most of my spells are legit. Like, take me 10 seconds. It's something as Mm. simple as, like, stirring my coffee a certain way and saying an intention over the coffee. It's lighting a candle on my altar and being like, this is why I'm lighting it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, The thing is, like, with practices, we want to create lifelong sustainable practices. It's like a lifestyle change. Mm -hmm. Like let's say you're starting to get healthy and stuff like that. If you're like not eating enough and you are like, there's eating way too healthy where you're not letting yourself indulge here and there. And then like you end up quitting like this healthy Mm -hmm. lifestyle that you wanted to go after because you're like, I don't know. It's just, you set the standard in the bar way too freaking high that it's impossible to keep up with. And that, you know, everybody does that on occasion by mistake. Mm -hmm. Don't beat yourself up. Like it's okay. (laughs) And realistically, (laughs) you know, shake it off and let's move forward. Yeah. And as I said, spells are, can be super simple and that's okay. It doesn't make them any less like powerful or anything. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, and then also don't feel like you have to like cast a circle for every single spell you do. As long as you are in your sacred space and you feel mm-hmm. safe where you're at, like let's say that you're home, like you love your home and you know it's protected because you do, you know, you 
you do threshold stuff like you lay salt and like cinnamon at your doors that's what i do personally but you know you have an amazing energy in your home (laughs) you have an energy amazing energy in your home so you can trust your home you don't have to like do these crazy things in order to set up spells Mm -hmm. don't burn yourself out yeah don't it just like the don't burn your house down witches don't burn yourselves out witches <laughs> oh i love that <laughs> that's so cute i'm just like what can you say just come up with like really great little quips just whenever <laughs> yeah twitter that and then post it to your instagram because that's a thing right Dear now twitter <laughs> oh, no, i'm a 57 year old woman i'm gonna sign everything x robin <laughs> love robin (laughs) i love it just like every week we have a little section at the end here for creators that we are loving right now These are people that we are just finding organically on our own, and we think they're pretty cool. That being said, uh, these are not paid for ads. These are not people requesting, so please don't ask. (laughs) Let us just find stuff organically, and we will be sharing it as we find it. We think you guys will think it's pretty cool. (laughs) So, Em, what's our first creator this week? So, I've been following Nona Lemon. Uh, lemonin, I mean, lemon. I probably said that wrong, but <laughs> we'll on Instagram we'll for a while now. Yeah, we will. <laughs> they, as you guys know, I'm a photographer, so I always have like a deep, you know, appreciation for like great photographers, and they are such a great photographer who takes stunning witch portraits. They are so creative and I get like all the magical feelings by looking at them. She's been doing this like portrait series which, with witches near a bonfire and they're like dark and gorgeous. Like the eyes are all glowing mm-hmm. because of the fire and it's just, oh, I love it. <laughs> and like it makes me want to pull out my camera and do some portraits. So I love mm. photographers who like inspire me to do that. I'm very into their color palette as well. It's like reds and purples and grays. And it's very like things that you wouldn't think that would work, but they work. Yeah, it works. It's like sunset is the color palette. And I'm a color palette freak. Like (laughs) before I even like go into like decorating a room, I'm like, but what's our vibe? Like, what's the color palette vibe? And like, that's the art kid in me, right? (laughs) Mm-hmm. Um, hi, art school dropout. Nice to meet you. <laughs> but <laughs> I dig the color palette that they use, and just the entire vibe of it is really nice. It's very dark, but also warm. And I like it. I mm-hmm. like it so much. Plus, they I play do. a lot with lightning bolts, and I think that's pretty cool. It's fire, it's lightning, it's like all the uncontrollable parts of nature is a huge key element, a theme that they consistently repeat. Yeah, like, I don't know. I want I, I want to take pictures like that. <laughs> They're so you pretty. You can take pictures like that. 
don't know. I You're have like my own too. like little. We all have our strengths. My my little style. Yeah, they're just <laughs> so much. Like I would get so many prints from them and like put them up on my wall because. <gasps> yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Do they sell prints? Let's see. I have it up. They do have a website, and it says prints so and products available. Ooh, yes. All right. So well, color me convinced. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you guys should definitely check them out because yeah, they're beautiful. They'll inspire you to go do some spell work and to make you feel powerful and like anything is possible. Yeah. So, Robin, what are you digging? I am digging this. I mean, I'm sure a lot of you guys have seen them if you follow me on Instagram because I share their stuff all the time. It's Dirtwork Ceramics. I found them on TikTok originally like six months ago, something like that. Mm -hmm. And they are a ceramic artist who does teacups and mugs and stuff but also practical use witchcraft tools like they make this it's like a sage holder or just any kind of cleansing wand holder i guess would be more appropriate to say if you have a Mm -hmm. smoke cleansing wand it's basically a crescent moon on a dish that you can lean your your herb wand onto while it's smoking it's the coolest thing I've ever seen. Ugh. I love it. They have it. a teacup where the, what's it called? The little strainer you put your loose leaves in is shaped oh, yeah, like the triple strainer, moon. Right? Yeah, it's shaped mm-hmm. like the triple moon. And it, the the full moon has got the holes in it so you can strain it through. Just so freaking cool, man. <laughs> I have a really big mug problem. <laughs> yes i if do you know anything too. about me guys <laughs> you would know that i have a problem with mugs worse than my tarot card problem and my husband wishes <laughs> i didn't he makes me get rid of two uh two every six months because i buy that many no. that it doesn't make a dent no it's fine like it'll be ones that have chips in them or like you know what i mean i have to either get rid yeah. of them or retire it so retiring it means that it doesn't get used anymore and will go on like a top shelf. So I don't need to get rid of it, but I need to stop putting it in circulation. Which is fair because like, I buy so many. Yeah. <laughs> I have so much respect for like ceramic artists because creating ceramic like pieces is so hard and so difficult. Mm. Like the failure mm-hmm. rate is so high. And so yeah. I don't know, just how much work goes into these, like, little coffee cups of art. It's crazy. <laughs> like, it's crazy. It is crazy. It's crazy. And her designs are, like, gorgeous. Stunning. Like, stunning. Oh, my God. Stunning. I love them all. She has a series that has, like, nebula prints, I guess, or, like, mm-hmm. I guess space sky. Maybe nebula might not be the right word. But it's really freaking pretty. And I'm just like, little I will take ways, 10 of right? those. Yeah, Milky Way. See, girl, I was close. (laughs) You were. You were. I was close enough. But yeah, they're really (laughs) pretty. And she does a lot of, like, not only mugs, but just practical stuff that you could use on your altar. Offering dishes, um, incense holders, uh, herbal wand holders, etc. And they're all super pretty. And yeah, you guys should definitely look, look them up. Agreed. 
We hope you guys will join us on June 12th for our eighth episode, which we will have another guest on. Keep your eyes out on our Instagram and on our Twitter. If you're not already following us there, it's Coffee Cauldrons for more information. Or even better, joining us on our Discord level tier, for um, which is First Coven on Patreon, so we can answer questions on our second half of our podcast for next time. Which you will hear our lovely voices for an additional 30 minutes uh, for being in that Patreon tier. You just need to be library or up. Again, this is Coffee and Cauldrons. With Robin from A Tired Witch on Instagram. And with Maria from at Maria the Arcane on Instagram. All right, you ready? Okay. Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) One, (laughs) two, two. Three. Three. Bye, witches. Bye, witches. Oh, my God. We're going to get this eventually. (laughs) One day.